The term date originated as slang referring to a woman's date book. Men would block dates based on their preferences on a woman's calendar, and women would turn themselves into commodities with product descriptions to match the preferences of men. The way we consume love now has changed, but the idea of almost selling yourself remains. Thank God, no date books today. But matchmaking services have certainly taken self-branding a notch further with their detailed filters in the digital economy. My guests Abhishek Ghosh, Parthvi Kapadia, and Vikesh Mystery spoke about what it's like to date in the 20s today and whether or not we've completely forgotten about the end goal of this concept, to find love. Stay tuned to know more. Hi guys. Hey. Hi. How are you? Hey, hey, Radhikam. How is it going? Good. Yeah, good. Thank you. How do we feel about recording this episode? Exciting. Oh, great. We're Long really excited to be here. <laughs> okay. Love in the okay. pandemic. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, brilliant. So, um I really want to start off um by understanding what dating means for you guys. Um, but before that, I want to share a little story that I was reading about recently. And it's about this girl called Susan um, from San Francisco. And she met um, this guy called John on um, an app called OkCupid. And so I was listening to their story um, on a podcast called Reply All. Um, and it spoke about how John was sort of this girl, uh, guy that, you know, he was really sweet with her and he was really flirty with her. And um, I think what he did was he indulged her in a lot of like profligate displays of affection, um, you know, like putting snacks in her bag that she really likes, um, sending her flowers at work, etc. And um, little did she know um, that he's been doing this with a lot of girls. And I think what she expected when she went into this was thinking that, you know, I sort of want this with John as a, I, I mean, I'm looking at it as a long-term thing and maybe it doesn't have to remain at dating, but he was actually going around doing this with a lot of girls. So um, that episode basically brought to light the aspect of dating today, which is um, through apps, what happens is that um, you have the chance to exploit the possibilities of online matchmaking, right? So the opportunities of you misrepresenting yourself and how easy it is for just um, reaching out to different kinds of targets and not letting them do- not letting them know where you are exactly. Um, but then there's also this other sort of audience that looks at dating in a way that they want to go out there, meet people, and then they live in the hope that they never have to date again because it's just so exhausting. So they're actually looking for something long-term. So... Um, in light of this, I really want to know what dating is for you guys. Um, we can have any one of you start. Okay, maybe I'll I'll just um maybe give a quick overview. I think for me, um, it it was actually a lot of self exploration and understanding people's stories, um, and it was actually. Uh, the result of a really big heartbreak because I always felt that I never uh, needed romance in my life and I could focus on, you know, my professional aspirations. But I did inadvertently fall for someone and it was totally out of the blue. And I think it was more to get over 
this person and you know to just kind of know what others went through uh, that I actually started dating it was honestly not to find love and uh, and 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 the traditional sense it was more to yeah. actually understand myself okay and okay so has it evolved since the definition i think it's gone through many phases like in the beginning okay. it, it's all about exploration and you know knowing what's out there what kind of people what's happening what's new yeah. but now yeah me, i i'm still not there but i guess it might go into something like you need a stable long term relationship and maybe a future you know even though it's not recognized by law too much it's not recognized socially but at least for you and someone else to recognize it within yourself and there are some such examples like apurva asrani and his partner sid right in goa there are such yeah. examples so yeah maybe yeah. it will get there soon that's what i'm mm-hmm. that's what i'm hoping for yeah i think for me personally when i was in school the concept of dating was just basically something that everyone was doing like with age it's just something you start doing it's expected of you or something like it's just that if you're not it's just that you're when you go into uni you're going to be the person that doesn't have any experience so it oh it was always like this little piece of thing in my mind that it's just like oh it's just something you have to get through with each step but for me now i think it's massively evolved after like knowing people that have been in relationships knowing like personally being on dates and stuff has just made me like it kind of just brought this idea that dating is not like an experience you go through in life it's just it's all about like abhishek mentioned it's all about finding love you have to be open to the possibility of actually finding a partner that suits you know your life so for so for me dating is resilience i think there are so many times when you get knocked down and you get rejected by people or you'll meet people that just aren't the right fit and you're just like i mean there are so many times that i've had i mean i'm only 23 but there's so many times where you just like will i actually find that person that i connect with that i find love with whatever it is and i think dating isn't easy you meet a lot of people that that aren't right there's a lot of setbacks but i think it's all about being resilient and kind of finding that person that you eventually click with um and yeah. most people get there but it's just yeah being resilient and getting through it already yeah yeah okay cool um so for me i think personally um the definition of dating is a lot like abhishek's actually has evolved and gone through so many phases and very similar story i started dating because of a heartbreak as well and um to run away with from those feelings um so initially it started out as um like you know maybe john's story a lot of it was just like yeah just like you know i'm good with a hookup and that's it um but eventually i i'm not too sure but it just sort of started evolving into something that um really helped me get to know myself better um exactly like what abhishek sort of must have felt and then also getting to know what my preferences are and i feel like people really underestimate um the power of dating at our age as well it's not it's not just like you trying to get to know other people but it's also you trying to get to know yourself um but i want to talk about the side of technology um that's involved in this and what what the experience has been like for you guys so i don't know if any of you have been through um you know the experiences of like physically picking someone at a bar and being like 
um, you know, hey, why um, can I get your number or something like that. Um, I have been through it. And um, it's two very different experiences when you're like, you know, trying to get on a date with someone from an app versus physically. Um, so do you guys have like any thoughts on um, maybe what technology dating has been like for you? What are some of the experiences that you went through that you were like, that were really new to you basically and very unexpected, I guess? I think um, on that one, having kind of experienced both from like, the perspective of myself um in a bar it's like I, I guess because of how technology is like back back a few years ago it must have been very normal to just approach someone in a bar have a chat with them yeah. ask the number things like that but like now it's like for me because of technology the, the thought of that just really is like almost terrifying like I can't imagine just walking up to someone and then just laying it all down um whereas online it's so much easier to just put yourself out there because essentially mm-hmm. you just you, you build a profile you have your preferences whatever and then you're just swiping mm-hmm. and it's very easy to swipe on a phone when you're not face to face with someone um so I think it's a lot easier to I suppose have confidence because you're behind a screen as opposed to mm-hmm. feeling like you're putting yourself straight out there but um yes yeah, my personal thoughts I think I've experienced both like I have had people come up to me in a bar and just you know ask me a number and whatever it always seems I don't know I always seem put off by it I don't know why I always seem put off by it literally I think because of what Rick said like I it it seems it should be like a very normal thing but because um when I was dating it was probably like it was just the all the apps were there it was so much easier to text someone on an app or actually just look up their profiles on like Instagram or Facebook and just get an idea of who they are like it's just like a sense of security but when you meet someone in a bar you don't you talk to them for a while but even if they give you the number or even if you exchange numbers you don't really end up contacting them ever again because there's no because you just see them once you have a talk about this or that and then it's it's not you have no way to know who they really are like this there's no front barrier like you don't have a front page profile to what that person is as opposed to if you go on a first date with someone you meet on tinder or grinder or whatever you already know a gist of them you already know where they come from what they do what uni they go to where, where they work things like that I, that, that is that's a really yeah, that, yeah that's, that's a really really interesting point i think the part that we makes yeah. because i had the absolute contrarian uh approach i think that i mean mostly anyway a queer dating i think at least 80 90 percent of it is online and yeah. the simple reason for that is that there are so many jurisdictions where this is illegal um so you definitely don't and, and there's there's obviously rampant homophobia in most of the world i mean um, I mean, the stats that there is, there are organizations which also put this out, right? So, what will mostly end up happening is that even if you've made eye contact or you really like somebody, if you're not sure if they're queer, it can really get dangerous, um, or you know, um, at worst, like quite embarrassing. So, I think that most of queer dating is online, um, except for the big cities, and I'll just get to that. Now, the point is, I did start. Uh, uh, you know, to, uh, through through obviously like uh, the online dating app, and there's a lot. There's a huge spectrum from uh, let's say the grinders, Planet Romeos, um, uh, scruffs of the world to something that's yeah. that's that's maybe like a Tinder or a Bumble, which is 
you know, on the sophistication spectrum from least to most. And I would say that this is a very difficult, uh, I mean, you can't really blanket and say that all apps are dangerous or safe. But I would say that in most cases, a lot of people, um, you know, at least Tinder has verified profiles, but Grindr has absolutely no verification. There is a lot of personal data that can be misused. For example, they ask you specific questions. And I think there were articles on this, you know, the HIV status, which was being sold to many pharma companies. There are uh, people who are sending, obviously, like, you know, unsolicited photos or photos that expose themselves, especially, you know, young, um, I think people who are quite young, let's say you're just 20, 21, you're exploring your sexuality, you're quite naive, you send out a lot of details. And this app literally tracks your location, HIV status, entire, you know, social media history, and there is no verification required. So... I personally also have been at the end of a lot of online harassment. Uh, literally, like, they, they sound to be very entertaining stories now, but they were super scary. People get robbed of, like, 20K, 1 lakh or more. And this happens a lot in Gurgaon, in, in, in international locations, like in Istanbul and so on. Um, so that's that's one end of it. And and offline dating also was is, is very restricted to, I would say, like, tier 1, cities like Bombay and Delhi, where there are certain clubs like the Kitty Sus of the world, which have a party on Thursday and Saturday. So, you know, it's a safe space, you know, everyone is queer and you can approach people. But I would say it's very limited, like offline, super limited, at least in India. Um, so so that's one. And um, I would just say that, you know, there is an over-dependence on online dating. And obviously, I just talked about the worst parts of it, but there are also really good parts of it, which is any new city that you go to, there's like this, you know, close community that you can form instantly because of some of these online dating apps. And honestly, I've been like almost, I've almost felt at home wherever I go because there's a whole lot of people that you can reach out to immediately uh, through the online yeah. channels. But I would say super over-indexed on security and it's very addictive and it's got a ton of body image issues, sexism, all of that first yeah. so you have to be quite mature to even know the benefits of these apps i would say i'm not there yet myself and i've been like there out mm. there for years so i would really be cautious of the online like, i think i definitely agree with the the topic of maturity you really do have to be mature enough to know because then it's easy to just be on these apps you know text a bunch of people go on a bunch of dates but you never know when it can really go wrong yeah. Yeah, but but I think I, it's the way. I find this. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Vic. Um, no, so I, th I think it's just that that like preference of like, how mature you are on the apps kind of affects your experience on the app. Like if you're if you're mature, looking for certain things, you're obviously aware of. Well, trying to be more aware of um, more things that would be like red flags. Um, so just certain behaviors, certain types of people, and obviously you might end up closing yourself off to certain things. But I think your overall experience like people that you end up dating and talking to are shaped by that whereas if you're just just dating whoever you're more likely to meet people that you might not have a great experience with because your criteria for dating is lower um yeah. and i think that just shapes how you feel on tinder or grind or whatever apps you're using based on the people that you're searching for and that you're open yeah. to talking to yeah yeah for sure 
Um, but what I found really interesting from all of your guys' answers is how much it's navigating towards um, all of these apps. And I really want to ask this. While you created your profiles, um, whenever it was the first time, the second time on different apps, did you ever try to put um, pictures that were probably, that you probably knew that were, you know, because of lighting or editing or whatever that you looked good there, um, but you probably might not look like that um, on a normal day-to-day -day basis. And also if, you know, those questions that, for example, Hinge has those questions about um, what, like, what do you like to do? Something about just like, you know, what your hobbies are. So the person that's like looking at your profile gets a little bit of insight on what your hobbies are and just what you're into in general. Um, did you guys ever sort of tweak that to be more appealing? Um, and you knew it was like, maybe not all of the truth. I think definitely to an extent. I don't think I, I, I told lies on my profile, um, but it was more of a case of when you're searching for pictures, for example, I'm looking for yeah. the best ones. I mean, I think my quote unquote brand has always been a bit of a goofball, but um, yeah. but like when I'm looking for photos of that, I want to look silly, but I also want to look as best as I can being silly in a moment, um, yeah. which like, yeah, ends up so being... So you want like your personality to come out, but you also want to look good and appealing at the same time yeah of course because i mean <laughs> there, there must be a lot of photos that i would never think of putting yeah. on there but um yeah it takes a while to like search for that right balance and then even once you find photos that you end up putting up um i think tinder had this thing where it can put your best photos the one that, that the ones that perform the best first um and then from there you keep evolving that so i think there's definitely that to an extent and then in terms of the the profile and what you say about yourself it's it's all about standing out right so I mean if everyone was yeah. honest then a lot of people would be saying they like watching Netflix and chilling on the sofa right but um you want to look for the best things and say the most outrageous things that you do or the really interesting things that you do even if you might do it once every six months yeah. right <laughs> um yeah yeah but Parsi, in light of that wouldn't you rather give the bar guy a chance instead of like i mean i understand your point on like you know you get to text the person that's um that you probably swiped right to on um you know on all of these apps but isn't it probably somewhat more, more safer to maybe go out with that guy that asked your number at the bar than maybe someone that, you know, you're not sure of? Because you're not sure, right? You're just looking at photos and you're looking at some of the answers. They're probably none of that. But um, do you not think it's safer then to go out with someone maybe that you met at a bar and like on apps is just way more riskier? I mean, definitely to an extent, it, it would, I mean, it makes sense to see that someone you've met in person, you're able to gauge them a lot better. But I always just found that this idea of meeting someone in a bar was always, it, it was not necessarily a bar, more like a club, let's just say. It's just yeah. the environment. I, I often feel like people do that. It's because they're swept up in the environment of it because you're dancing in front of a lot of people. There's alcohol involved. It's just, yeah. I think that people get swept up in the environment and it creates this culture of just asking people out because then most, to be fair, I always feel like this was in Australia while I was in uni. Most of the people yeah. or the guys that I've seen have come up to me or have come up to my friends. Their intentions for asking for your number or having a chat was just to go home with them that night they were looking to get laid not looking to date 
So it was their intentions were pretty clear. I think when you start talking in a bar, that's just the vibe that it gives out. Um, So I am personally just cut off by the idea. I, yeah, that's not the kind of dating that I would prefer. I would definitely not be comfortable jumping straight into bed with someone. I would like to get to know them better if that's the, if that's where this is going. So Mm. I totally understand why meeting someone in person would just be like, gives you more of like, you can get to know them, you can see how they are. But Mm. I think on an app, it's just, it provides a sort of security, but I don't know if maybe it's not like that for everyone. Maybe not everyone's intentions are to just be like, you know, let's go home together or we're looking to get laid at the end of this conversation. It really depends but but when it happens in a bar or a club, in my experience, that's always been the end goal. Yeah, yeah. No, I've had the most interesting experience ever. And it was just like yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. And on the lines of what Vikesh said, right? So I, I came to Delhi and people, like obviously there are different apps and Grindr has literally made it almost anatomical and um, scientific to a different level, right? So they have mm-hmm. all the stats, like what is your height what is your weight what is your body type what is the position what is the there's weight as well wait did you say body weight yes yes there's body weight height oh my god um ethnicity (laughs) yeah body weight you're joking someone has an ethnicity filter that's that's just yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, hitch has it as well though and but then you can choose to like not disclose it no, but this. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, I hope use. because then that's just that's actually just subtle racism on just yes. advertised. No, absolutely. There was a, there was a big uh, outroar actually, um, you know, about this because of because of the number of things that they ask for. Um, but but where I'm getting at is actually, you know, I completely agree with Vikesh. Like, obviously, I put photos that I feel um you know make me look good like in the best way for example I'd look at Instagram I'd be like okay which photos got the maximum likes and I just put that now the thing is like what was really interesting yesterday I think is that there was this photographer who was just conversing with me we just had a conversation and he literally asked me and at least five six people are like how tall are you and I'm like why does that make a difference you know it's quite offensive like whatever information I wanted to give, I've already given it. I mean, why why ask me more? Especially, like, body issues is a huge thing. I don't want to get into that, like, right away. But whatever. So then he's like, how tall are you? And then I'm like, yeah, I might... And then he's like, you might either be 5'8", 5'7", 5'8", or 5'4". And I'm like, where, where are you getting all this data from? And then he referred to, like, five photos that I had put. And he was like, in the first three photos, it looks like it's been, like, three, four months, or it looks older, and, you know, the fourth photo is taken from a different angle. The lighting is different. You look thinner. So maybe that's why you look taller there. So I'm trying to figure out if it's the same person or different people or like, you know, how, how you've been evolving over, over time. So oh I think my God. I felt, yeah, I was like, wow. I was like, wow, do you think I'm that much of a fraud? And then I was thinking like, yeah, maybe some people do come across as, as so fake. And even though I had absolutely no intention of coming across as fake, right? I'm completely open. First of all, like 80% of the photos on Grindr anyway don't have a face. They just have a faceless torso or they have no face, like no picture at all. So I'm like, I've put so many photos. I've put all of them and they're all genuine. They're all of me. But still people can come back and say, these are old photos. You don't look like this. They look like different people. You look either super tall, super short. Like there's a hundred and th- there's a thousand this, ways. In which I completely understand. And you agree can look with. I've had friends who have 
basically yeah. been on this exact same journey like they could be texting someone on tinder and after they go on dates the guy texts them back and saying you look nothing like your pictures and they never want to see you again no, but it's obviously not more. like yeah more. it's obviously it's not like a drastic change but it's just that they're i i feel like people find it when they meet you in person they they feel comfortable to tell you that oh my god you know you were wearing a lot of makeup this is not like what you really look like you look skinny in this you're much fatter in person it's just that the superficial standards that come with these dating apps are so limiting to actually the experience of dating you're putting yourself off of actually getting to know the person like i understand obviously looks can be important they are a factor when it comes to when you find someone but every minor detail like someone's height someone's weight whether they wear makeup or all these things are just they don't really reflect who they are it really limits you from your real dating experience Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely agree and also there's this type i mean people say i have a type i, I don't like occasions i like like brown skin and i've honestly like uh, battled with that also because i'm like you know even i have these unconscious preferences but is it racist for me to think like that and there are many moral questions which honestly you can't answer very easily because um you know i don't know that there's so many people that are just so upfront and they're like we just don't date asians we just don't date people from xyz and they say it's a preference it's not racism um some people only tell me that they go out with me because i'm brown they're like oh i've never dated a brown girl just want to know what the experience is like i'm just like okay <laughs> but you know that's fair as well cuz essentially what's happening on these dating apps today is everyone everyone is just putting themselves out there right and if you're going to go on dates and if you're going to spend that kind of time in this you know all of us have like this crazy rush life i mean i think it's okay to also have types um i personally like i have a type in the sense like you know a guy being a certain height is like it's it's i'm not saying that's my type but like that's just what i'm naturally attracted to like i'm just attracted to taller guys but i don't think i'm necessarily wrong in that you know what i mean and i totally understand when someone has a preference in terms of skin tone or ethnicity or whatever yeah. it is i mean anyone that told you that wants to go out with you because like you're you're you know you have brown skin i feel like they are probably just exploring as well which is i don't know i feel like it's fair enough right i mean i think that someone's skin color it's not really something you explore because then it doesn't really change anything about your dating experience that's how i look at it i mean i can yeah. understand the need yeah. for attraction like yes sure you can attract it to tall guys you can be attracted to someone with six pack or someone who's short let's just say like you know it all these physical attributes matter but then at the end of the day it's going to run out because it doesn't really add anything like of value to the relationship when you think about it because let's just say you meet someone who's really tall you're attracted to them but then you get to know them the your the the height matters in your first impression it wears off immediately in the next date because you won't be thinking about his height or his skin color or whatever it is long term do you know what i mean like if you go on the first yeah, date but... all these things will tick 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 because these are your types but then yeah. i think that putting like especially like maybe height is actually a very common thing which i've learned now is like a really really common thing that people are attracted to which is fair enough but i think skin color is just the kind of thing that you 
definitely can't think that it's not something you try out it definitely is not something you'd be like i want to be with someone just because i want to know what it's like it's i i personally think it's incredibly offensive because then it's just like you're saying that everyone who does not have your skin color it's just they're the real deal you're just a stop along the way it basically makes you sound like an experiment not a genuine person who's looking today that's true that's true that's actually a very valid perspective yeah, I agree with that. And I think um, I think it's all right to have preferences. I think everyone everyone has preferences, subconscious preferences that like that they just get attracted to certain people. But when you're on apps, for example, and say if you said six foot and up only, otherwise don't bother, it's kind of like you're already limiting yourself and you're limiting the people that, that you can meet. And what if there was someone that was five foot 11, five foot 10, but his personality was exactly the kind of person that you wanted to meet, but you've missed out on them for the simple factor of an inch and I think it's just that there's different ways I think sometimes people are thinking that they have a type and they want something specific but I mean personally I think my type was one thing originally and it's changed completely but it's just it's just because of circumstance and I think personality matters more but but like you, you, you look at things on apps for example it's so easy to just be more superficial because that's what the app tells you to do um whereas yeah. i think life is, is just different in certain ways but you know these apps are actually so it's so interesting that you say that because i realized that with these apps you have access to okay so let's say if i'm not on these apps right and the guys that are around me they're probably guys that you know most of them who i'm not attracted to i'm probably attracted to like one of the 30 guys i see on a daily basis but because of this app and you're just swiping left in like two seconds and you're, you know, onto another profile, you can get access to the best possible looking people for you. And so that's when you sort of hype your preferences that you that already exist for you. You're not willing to compromise on them because you're like, yeah. no, it's just a two second swipe. I'm going to find someone that, you know, fits exactly what I'm looking for. And I don't want to have to compromise on that. And I don't mind willing I, I don't mind giving that a shot like the people that you know are you know basically check every single preference that i have i don't mind pursuing them and you know pushing to see them um instead of just settling i feel like that's that's what apps are making us today um you know as people in the yeah. 20s looking to date it's like you're not willing to settle if you don't have to then why would you i i agree with that and i think that that kind of initial swipe of let's look for what i what I want I think that's such a good way um I mean that's why app, the apps are so good because it's easier to find people that fit your criteria but I think that also invites people to be so careful about the photos they're putting up what they say in their profile because they want to fit those more commonly appealing categories um yeah it's weird like have people having specific criteria is kind of what's making people more almost fictitious about what they're putting on their profiles um, yeah, absolutely. I would say that I agree with Radhika. I mean, the purpose matters. So if you are really looking for something not serious and it's it's just a one night stand or something and you're really quite clear with the other person, then I would honestly think that this is how we might debate it morally, but this is exactly how it happens in most of the cases. And I don't think you should be explicit about telling the other person that you know, ABCD is not allowed, but then that is exactly what you're doing. And it's because of the unlimited choice that you have. But 
honestly uh this also causes like a lot of problems in reality because if somebody's queer and if they're uh you know a host of other things let's say if they're more effeminate if they're a little like fatter than usual if they're not very tall then um then you know what vikesh said comes in which is the commonly perceived notions of beauty do actually influence our stand our our, our preferences and such people are completely marginalized and nowhere you know to be seen on on dating apps and it's like a double whammy for no fault of theirs so i think that we can really moralize about it but that's not going to change how pe- most people behave at least on on some of these apps like on 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 grinder and uh, you know especially when there's like a problem of plenty in big cities it's a huge problem but i think that what's super interesting for me is that when i moved from like a big city to a small town um you know let's say mumbai delhi not small town but let's say tier 2 place like lucknow people have much more genuine connections and they want to be like they want to meet you they want to meet go outside they want to have a lot of conversations and they don't really look at looks that much probably because the pool is so much smaller and there's like so, so many few people to choose from so there they they kind of do want to know more but unfortunately as long as there is a problem of plenty and we can really like just optimize to the nth level of what we want and grinder has every kind of filter that you want um it's really crazy so it's not going anywhere i mean everyone these preferences are really going to get more pronounced um unfortunately but then when you think about it let's just say like you mentioned in a bigger city what you essentially mean is that these preferences are going to stick around because you have a larger pool of people so you yeah. have a lot of options that's the reason you have these categories and preferences but the thing is all these people who don't fit these criteria obviously it's not like they're not looking to date they want these experiences as well yeah. it would limit them it would shake their confidence it would there would be Absolutely. so many people who would just not put them out there on these apps or go on dates because they're like oh i need i must be this body weight or i must look like this i must have the hourglass figure i must have a six pack or should i just learn how to do makeup before i put myself out there because then i don't look that good in these pictures it's just it i think that it creates a very big barrier like without knowing like any like without a lot of people knowing that this is happening behind the scenes of these preferences that you create it limits already it limits a whole chunk of people just because of these insecurities that these barriers create that you are not able to know because they're not going to be on these apps yeah yeah i completely agree with you like um that that's that's definitely and that that's exactly what i mentioned as well i mean uh, one specific example is that many people say no sissy trans uh trans or like uh, you know effeminate boys and and that is very very offensive and it's 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 blatant yeah, really misogyny yeah and, and it's unbearable but it's so common and and i think but this is a much larger question that, like, yeah yeah it's super common it's super one. common but i would say that that is really a question of culture and you know pop- popular culture especially because if honestly if you go like to the northwest of the country and delhi especially all it's it's not a very it's it's many of these places are pretty misogynistic and you'd see the more misogyny in a place the more this actually manifests versus somewhere else let's say south india where let's say the levels of education are higher and uh, you know there's more social con- consciousness maybe a lot of active uh ngo work the levels I of guess, education being higher in south india the taboos are a yeah. lot more that exist over there than 
they would even in Delhi. Really? Yeah, definitely. I think I have a lot of South Indian friends who are very, very restrictive in the things they talk <laughs> about in their home, the kind of friends they can have. Yeah. I, I think really because their their culture just tells them to be that restrictive. Regardless, of, I mean, this is why it always confused me because of the level of education yeah. being a lot higher. They're still so restrictive to just so many things, like not accepting like us a lot of things. Yeah. I I do have a friend who is actually gay, but and he's he's South Indian, but in his family they would everyone probably could have a master's degree or a PhD, but that does not erase the the thing that oh my god it's not okay to be gay we don't agree with this like this is you'll be known as the black sheep of the family or things like that mm-hmm. yeah that's a, that's a super interesting perspective actually um you're quite right so I, I i don't know i mean it's a really complex issue um i don't know how it can be solved it, it is it is probably intimately related to intimately related to culture but yeah maybe it's it's education doesn't solve for all of it so i think yeah i don't uh, think education is very, the answer very, i think probably it's exposure yeah maybe our conversation today because i mean you got me thinking as well because i've really been on the fence on this um while i love moralizing i also want to be practical and say am i following this myself uh, and you know if i can't follow it then i sh- then i can't be you know suggesting it to anybody else i i'd say like thanks for that uh, parthvi i'll really have to introspect i mean i i don't know where Um, I mean sure I think I think this the point of podcasts like these is just to like raise awareness on different perspectives so people can know yeah. that you know there's just different views out there you know alone there's no one box where you have to fit in just to date Yeah yeah But you know to your guys's point also I feel like it's also the fact that you're dating in you know like a um basically a digital gay economy um where everyone's just trying to self brand themselves and um you know seem a certain way like i remember um i went on this one date i matched with this one guy and um i went on a date and he was talking on and about on and on about you know all of these shows that he likes and the things that he likes to do and everything and um weirdly enough the i mean whatever he was saying on that date sort of also played a role in making me feel attracted to him um and we went on a couple more dates and i realized none of that was true like he was not he was not watching those shows he was not um eating the things i mean eating at the restaurants that he was talking about um he wouldn't do the things that he did he barely played basketball um i think he probably played it like once in his life and it was so crazy to me that he just said the things that he said to seem like a, a certain person um I don't know if this has happened with you guys though. No, it has or, happened you know, to me. Uh for sure. Okay. I think when you when you meet people, there I've met so many people who always I think even just like rather than just on dates or whatever, just in general, even when you meet new friends, I don't know why people come off as like as, even if you mention one thing and like, "Oh, I'm interested in this." They list off 10 things in the same category and you think, "Oh, wow, really? We really click on these topics." So we watch the same things and this and that so you feel like you're connecting to the person on that level but as you get to know them That's better scary. it just feels like it's just completely like it's not true it's just that yeah. they just said said that just so they would seem relatable it is really weird people people tend to try and put themselves as the person that they want to be as opposed to who they are and it's almost like they think 
that people will like them more if they're more like a certain person or if someone says hey I really like this show and they and they just want to say yeah yeah me too just because otherwise it feels socially unacceptable not to say that and it's just really strange I mean it's something that I don't do personally but I've known quite a few people that would say I've done I hide the things that I, I I hide some of the things that I'm really enjoy I think I do that I don't put forward all of my interests because then I sort of feel like I should just keep to the interests that are common knowledge with everyone I've done that personally I don't know why but I think it was just something that I've just sort of ended up doing all the time it is interesting but I think it's also super super common um I think a lot of people do that I mean I I I used to do it in certain situations until I started feeling really weird about it and like you end up in situations sometimes say if you, there's a show people are talking about and they're like oh do you watch this and you're like yeah yeah of course I do and then five minutes later people start having a conversation and you have nothing to add to it um and it's just a lot easier to say no I have no idea what you're talking about um and be yourself but I think people are so nervous of saying something about themselves that seems controversial or against the grain that it's almost like yeah like you said Parthi kind of going along like that sheep culture um as opposed to just being who you are um yeah i actually have more to add to what vikesh said um and and this is like super interesting again right so uh i've never faced this too much before but whenever you go uh whenever like i i wrote stuff like okay like i was in quest and i was like the founder of uh this diversity club at i am bangalore not because i want to highlight i am bangalore because i but because i want people to follow quest i have like a really i mean i just wanted people to know about it and a lot of people told me that oh we're just talking to you because you're in iim why don't you give us like cat coaching tips and things like that so i'm like literally a lot of people say this um you know uh, out on their own but um, ma- many others actually show this fake interest and then when you actually meet them they've got this hidden agenda that they actually just want to use you for something and this was like nothing i've heard stories of in delhi especially like, there's a lot of aspiring models maybe they you know they they pretend to love someone and uh, obviously they go they go around doing whatever um, suits the other person and then they're in a relationship they get a big break and then they break up and there is literally i saw oh some news yeah i saw some news and some wow. it's official i thought it was just out of anxiety or nervousness that people just try to join in like this just seems like there's a whole other yeah, agenda like another level <laughs> there's like hidden agendas yeah i've yeah, i've never heard or experienced that there's like they're trying to get something out by lying i just thought that they just say that because they want to give off that impression but you know remember partly we were actually discussing about this um on on i guess less um you know crazy levels but i remember parthi and i were talking about how a lot of girls in india also that you know at least that i know of and i think parthi's heard these stories as well that they swipe i mean they would like match with guys that sort of seem well off and yeah. really um go on dates if they know where they're going to dine or where they're going to lunch at so yeah that, you i know, definitely you know, they, know a lot of yeah. girls do this they have this filter that they definitely would want to go out with a guy that's just they already know in their mind that oh if you pick a restaurant that's quite fancy a little bit expensive high price you would go on the date because you automatically assume they come from a good background because they have money yeah and also just sticking around as well right then going on consecutive dates because yeah. you get all these gifts and you get perks and Um, you know, there are actual websites so that are specifically catered to this form of dating. I read an article just a few yeah, days ago about this. Yeah, same thing. 
Yeah. Like there are there are videos on Facebook. There are these articles. I actually just just saw a random video of a girl saying that she dates older men, and she started off by saying that this is her preference. But what she's trying to get out of it is just clothes, gifts, all that stuff that she just gets for free because she dates guys who are a lot older than her, who probably have like a professional job. They're at a certain level. They can spend enough money. Not even on that scale. I think that even on a smaller scale, some of the girls I know do tend to go for guys who are rich, who tend to pay for everything. It kind of just diminishes the idea of equality and stuff. I think that even occurs on like, I mean, even a smaller scale than that. Like I've known uh, people at like my uni that were um, going on dates with guys when um, they might have been unable to afford their rent that month or something, just for the fact that, if they go on if they pick say four or five dates in a week they're guaranteed four or five free dinners in that week and it's just like it's such a weird culture that that perception that the guy must pay um happens all the time and, and people sometimes exploit that um i think a lot of girls misuse that tradition that guys must pay on the day to it's actually really bad it's that they do it but i think a lot of girls like they when when you talk to them they probably be like oh i would like a guy who's also a feminist who understands these values and stuff but then they also exploit these barbaric traditions that exist already that's just like the guy should pay because just for their own benefit so they want to be equal they want to be treated as equals but not when it comes to using the benefits that exist from inequality Another thing that I find really interesting in, um, you know, dating in our age, especially is earlier we were talking about um, the, the, you know, the idea that we have so many options and we can, you know, go through so many options within like a minute. Um, but the, the interesting thing is that what I've realized in dating today is people are really scared of setting expectations clear or um, conveying their expectations clearly. So, for example, I remember I went on this one date and I clearly remember asking the guy what you're looking for out of this because I was in a phase where I I liked him enough and I would have wanted, um, you know, to see him some more, to get to know him some more and then eventually probably want more. But I remember just like him saying, yeah, me too. Um, I mean, all this while I've just been like, you know, hooking up, but with you, it feels different and all of that. And I, I don't know why I didn't sort of like rethink that statement, but I believed him in the moment. And it didn't turn out to be the case. It was actually, um, you know, really bad because I saw him and then all of a sudden he would ghost me. And then I remember matching with his flatmate and that sort of brought him back out of the cave. And he was like, how's it going? How are you doing? And, you know. Oh my god, it, this, I just don't understand this ghosting culture. Like, why is this a normal thing? Why is it something that's so common to ghost someone? It's actually such a strange thing that exists to ghost someone. It's just, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't understand why it's so difficult for someone to actually communicate that you don't want to see them anymore. Yeah, personally, I think it's it's almost quite cowardly um, that now, because things are so, so on a screen all the time, that it's easier to just stop talking to someone rather than just send them a text, give them a call and just say, hey, I'm really sorry, you're a really nice person, but that's not really what I want, or that's not really what I'm looking for, or I just don't see things the same way you. And like, it's just really, it's really sad. Um, but I feel like in the last few years, ghosting has become such a common thing now that a lot of people are almost just used to it. And it's like, 
you get ghosted and it's like you just almost have to brush yourself off and carry on um which is really hard um but you know personally as well like i i don't um i wouldn't do it to anyone i would just you know whatever phase of life i'm in just say hey um you know i don't think this is working out for me or i think i'm moving on but i think i also get when people are in the mindset of like all of this stuff is just to hook up and none of it means anything i don't really want to get to know you um so you know when you when you like want to match with someone on all of these apps you have to kind of have a little bit of a conversation right but um when you get to the part where you guys are going to meet it's really just drinks and casual chatter but the idea is let's wrap this up quickly and you know let's go back home and and do what we actually were on the app for <laughs> you know so it's really just a hook up so i think when someone's in that sort of mindset it's like it doesn't matter if you go somewhere it's, it's almost like it's fine I think the fact that technology exists so readily to make a lot of things easier for you is just it's kind of like a friend and a foe to date on as cliche as it sounds I think it these dating apps all these these cons just exist the fact that you already have a platform that makes it easy for you to block someone or delete someone so you don't have to have the difficult conversations I think it kind of inhibits someone's emotional maturity personally yeah for sure but no i want to get back to the point of um you know um clarifying what you're looking for um do you guys do you guys end up doing that or do you feel like there's no need for it and you sort of hold back until things get a little more serious or you want to keep seeing them and that's no i think we went through it to be fair i think i've gone through it with Bikesh after our first date. I think this is where we were at. We were very clear from our very first date because when we met, um, he was actually just in Sydney on exchange. So we didn't really have a lot of time to actually go into a relationship or something. So when we first started dating, the notion was just that this was going to be something casual. It's not going to go into something deeper. But I think the more we got to know each other, we started having those conversations more often every time we had different feelings. Every time it developed, I think we were very obvious, but we had to go through this stage where we told each other what we wanted. I was particularly at the point where I'm just like, I'm not looking to casually date. And he was sort of saying that as well in terms of saying that, oh, but I'm not in this country for a long period of time. So we went into it with the notion of casual dating, but then we went through all these steps of becoming exclusive and not being in a relationship straight away and things like that yeah i agree i think um there was definitely a bit of confusion as much as from the first date we were more clear on what we wanted um there was still that that kind of awkward stage of i i want something more out of this but i don't know if the other person does and i mean it ends up being just a really straight conversation in the end but um i think it takes time to get to that point and sometimes when you're still gauging a person it's really hard to know if putting yourself out there is going to get reciprocated or if you're going to get knocked down. Well, and... To just not give up, you might just miss out on something really great because you, if, if you're taking time to get comfortable with someone and if you really like them, you should give them a chance rather than you know, cut off that date because you feel like it's not progressing towards a conversation that you want. Great. So I... I think that I, I mean, I can connect uh, what we talked about earlier with this question because the entire concept of ghosting and being very clear about what your intentions are, at least personally for me, 
um, I, I never believed in romance, right? And I completely rejected ev- any notion of romance, like, till I was 23, because um, obviously, like, I never thought that, uh, I mean, being queer could be a reality. So um, I was, like, very, very non-emotional uh, about anything, uh, or so I thought. <laughs> and then after that, I had this really, really, uh, you know, strong attraction to, and, and, and really close, like, um, I would say something that was, like, as close as, to real love for for this uh, straight friend of mine, unfortunately. And um, I think that it was a really bitter experience for me. I mean, for over six months, and this is very common for many people in the community. Um, it, when so it's having a crush on somebody who's straight? Yeah, yeah. It's just um, unrequited love. And um, unrequited is is the word. And and this yeah. kind of breaks you down at many levels, at least for me. And And combined with the, you know, subculture of very open relationships, of everything being a fling. And and somehow, I don't know if this is a very male trait, but they just, we just don't want to compromise on anything, right? So, I mean, all of these combinations of that really strong emotional, um, uh, I would say, uh, meltdown, because I knew this was unrequited, it's not possible, I felt shame for it, um, it's it's not going anywhere, um, so all of this actually made me at least very, very cautious about opening up because I took like more than six months to get over that. And um, honestly, everything that I that I approach or that most people who are in the community, how they approach most uh, meetings is that this is a fling. This is super casual. Don't expect anything from it. We might never see each other again. And we're definitely ghosting each other. Like that is literally the norm. So if, if it's not that, then I'm surprised. Um, I think it it definitely is I think it's uh, it's an understood norm but I feel like it it should be put out there that it doesn't have to be the norm because if you go into it thinking that oh my god you're not expect don't have any expectations you're already telling the other person to not think like if it goes somewhere or if you start developing feelings they will never broach the topic again yeah so it's like you could continue your thing and it would never come up no, but that is really to protect yourself emotionally because um, you give yourself to someone and then, uh, you know, they, they just ghost you. So I think that at least for me, I know that this is super imperfect, but yeah, I feel I that it's easier to actually not. Yeah, it's just like I, it's it's better to not have expectations and be pleasantly surprised that, oh, we've actually connected at a personal level. We've actually had so much to talk about. We've actually kept in touch. You actually care about me. We can actually be friends. We can, you know, there's so many possibilities than to have it the other way around where you are totally smitten and like you go in with all these expectations and you overwhelm the person or misread the situation and you end up being really hurt. So I, I somehow, it is scary. Being vulnerable, yeah, opening up, it definitely is scary. And you shouldn't be. I don't know. I, I would just suggest not No, it's, it's that. not that you shouldn't be. I think I can understand yeah. where you're coming from, especially because being being in a queer community, I personally don't know what it's really like. But I, I think listening to you talk, I can understand why it exists, especially in, in India. Like, I can understand culture does matter and things like this. So I understand why it exists. And I think fear fear of being vulnerable exists in even in straight dating, I suppose. Yeah. It's yeah. a very common yeah. thing that you I don't think you can ever get rid of it. No, I think I think the only thing I'd say is that whilst everyone's trying to protect themselves and kind of have their guard up a little bit, doing that um 
most of the time you don't get that oh it's such a surprise we're clicking so well we're having a good time some a lot of the time it's you're so cautious and constantly looking out for warning signs that you might almost miss that moment of we're clicking so well because you're like in your head you're thinking we're clicking so well but what's the catch and I think sometimes <laughs> it's it's scary to be vulnerable but being vulnerable is kind of the best way to end up finding something that's really great yeah but Abhishek I really want to um talk to you about whether or not dating apps are actually built to meet like queer needs because from everything mm-hmm. that I've been reading it's it's a lot of people speak um about how Instagram is actually way easier than the dating apps are just because of the crazy risks involved and just the kind of people that do turn up on these dating apps but I want to know more about what your experience has been like in India especially and do you feel like um, these platforms are um, doing enough to sort of make it um, you know a lot more queer friendly? No that's that's a really interesting uh, uh, point I think because there was something called the Delta app I think there still is uh, by Ishan Sethi and like that was uh, actually yeah, supposed yeah. to be completely LGBTQ focused and so on. Um, okay. So I don't think, I mean, just as Parthavi and Vikesh actually pointed out, a lot of these things, I, I, I mean, I felt really bad about it thinking that maybe this is a queer experience, but maybe they're not. They're not that uh, restricted to queer experiences. So I think that you don't have to drastically change anything uh, in an app to make it queer friendly. I mean, except for the fact that you weed out homophobia and like, I don't know, put some rainbow stickers on it during Pride Month. Um, there isn't much that queer people really even ask for, uh, honestly. But um, I think, at, I mean, at the same time, what, what really is lacking is um, just a sense of, um, I don't know, sensitivity and consciousness about people's preferences in a very broad sense um and and what i mean by that is that grinder has really and there's there's a there's entire books i think there's there's this guy called servini he's from harvard harvard he's written an entire book on his grinder dating experiences it's called something like the grid i think um so so what what current queer apps have actually done is that they boxed people in so much that people who you know came out they're just discovering their sexuality were in a super hurry to be boxed in like what is your sexual position what is your yeah. exact orientation i mean i don't think anyone knows 100% like the first few days that they come out you know if they're actually completely gay lesbian bisexual yeah. transgender pansexual whatever but there is a yeah. huge uh, requirement to box yourself into these categories in many of these apps for in grinder for sure in tinder less so but um, but definitely it, it is there at some level. So I think that I would honestly take uh, the reverse route. You know, don't uh, actually make it only queer um, centric because that is actually marginalizing an already marginalized community. Um, you know, you should actually open it out more. Like in Tinder, nobody asks you what your position is or like what exactly your sexual orientation is. I mean, though they did introduce it now like what your gender and uh, sexuality is, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's as pronounced as in Grindr. So I don't know. You should just be able to like yeah. find people, right? I mean, not uh, these super boxed in categories. I actually, yeah, I think I completely agree with that in, in all ways. It's, yeah. 
it's almost beneficial to the community in sense that you don't separate them because then you're saying there's something different than the norm. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's definitely, I think it would really help when people just start making the apps that already exist more friendly towards queer communities because then yeah like Abhishek mentioned there are a lot of different boxes that already exist gay lesbians just pansexual asexual all of these things that exist that it's just they divide themselves into these categories thinking that they can only date like-minded people but I think if you just open it up on an open platform it just makes it easier for them to remove that idea that there's something separate than what it actually exists yep yep yeah for sure that's why that's why i came across so many articles and threads just speaking about how instagram was just the easier sort of route to take because there's no there's no air almost around who you are and um that was that was really interesting to read i had no idea that you know um, it was it, there was like a gap for so many people in general in you know with these dating apps um so guys i really want to move on next to really talking about um what the da- what the dating experience has been like for you and what you sort of would hope for to change in the future um i think for me personally i feel like one thing that i would really love to to see happen more and um, if I do end up dating in the future more is just that, you know, the the whole like expectation thing for me has been a huge problem. And I feel like if it just if it was just easier to let someone know instantly that, hey, this is what I'm looking for and this is where I'm at, um, that would be great. So how are you guys looking at um, just dating in the future and how would you what are some of the things that you would like um, um, you know, for to to basically change. Well, um, I, I totally agree with what you're saying on that. Um, I think kind of building on that for me in the future, I think not playing games is something that I just love to see in the dating world, really. Just people that are honest about what they want <laughs> and like yeah. say what they want, but also like there's none of those rules of like, um, say if you go on a date, you have to wait three days before you, before you text someone because otherwise you don't seem too desperate. I just want to see kind of a bit more of just natural... Um, easier communication where people are just more honest and open with each other and there's no expectations to be a certain thing but you can just be who you are and have a positive outlook really on it yeah and that's such a catch as well actually because i would want to see the same things as you but i also feel like then who's stopping you from doing that you know just do it and then like if you don't match with the people that don't appreciate this part of you then like whatever you know yeah, one hundred percent. Catch twenty two sometimes as well. Yeah, it's like an ideal that I think a lot of us want, but people have to take it upon themselves to kind of make that step and be that first person. Um, yeah. But there's such a fear of getting shot down from doing that, and I think that's kind of people just to kind of get that mindset different, which is super hard. And um, I mean, I'm not seeing it as a quick progression, but I think yeah, just moving towards a bit of putting yourself out there taking that risk um being more open yourself and hoping that other people are going to do the same in kind as well yeah i think i think for me uh, <laughs> uh I, there's, there's a really big conflict so i would say that ideally a dating app should become irrelevant and that is the most successful dating app right because they've actually matched people who, who really fell for each other 
but obviously that is not the commercial incentive you're not going to get like monthly active users revenue uh, that is not the monetization model at all so at the other end of it i feel that if you can't do that at least make a really safe space for a community of you know really like like mind not like minded but actually just the opposite diverse people uh, to actually come together and connect on many more levels i think that that's happened a lot for me uh, through instagram there's so many people who are into photography um civil yeah. society travel history uh, culture um, um and and law and what not and we've had the most interesting conversations communities i think because we've met on dating apps and there aren't more expectations beyond that and i think that tinder was doing that they had like this 30 minute thing where you can play these games and obviously the lockdown means that you can't meet people so you would rather just have conversations or you know just form a community where you kind of talk about common interests and uh, maybe share much more uh, than than just a romantic interest in someone i think that it's much more expansive i think that being friends is so underrated you know like um i would rather be friends with most people and friends in a in a true sense where you're there for someone else you listen to them when they have to talk about something uh, you know like a deep dark secret i know i had friends and seniors like that so i want to be like that person to so many others without expectations like without us think putting labels and saying oh is this a relationship is this a hookup is this um is this um you know am i your mentor and stuff like that like no we're just in a community and uh we enjoy this time and we're sharing this experience and it's it's pleasurable to to you know all of us and i would say that instagram has become that kind of space and i don't know if some of these dating apps can be like a quicker way to form that community but often it has i've had the best people show me around town go to the best cities restaurants um monuments um through the dating apps actually uh, and they've been really f- good friends with me so if you can't lead to true love if it doesn't lead to that then you know create a really vibrant open safe com- safe space for a community to kind of interact with each other i think building on that they should I, these dating apps should just stop advertising themselves as these hookup apps because i remember when tinder <laughs> first came out it was just yeah. known as the hookup app so no <laughs> one really went on the app to text someone with the intention that oh maybe we could you know date or this could potentially be a relationship or a friendship or etc yeah. i think it should just uh, it, it's important for them to say that they're in dating app because i understand the need for them i completely agree especially let's just say in a pandemic you're not obviously going to bars and meeting people so it's obviously convenient with situations it's definitely a good way to meet people but i think it they need to stop marginalizing the reason why it exists because otherwise you're just going on these apps to think that it's essentially for hookup it restricts someone from communicating what they actually want i think they should just change the way they advertise themselves because it's not really it's not a race you're not looking like if you've not never hooked up with someone you're not really in the game it if you've never dated anyone you're not going to ever find true love or things like that it's just it's not something that you have to experience by a certain time limit this is just something that going forward i hope everyone listening just completely gets this in their mind that you it, if you're past 25 it doesn't mean that if you've never dated anyone or never had a hookup or never been on a dating app you're you're never going to find love 
because yeah. it's just the the what Abhishek was saying before how his idea that you know romance didn't exist or it's not something he even thought about it's just so shocking to me and I wonder if there are a lot of people out there who worry that if they're not married by a certain age or in a long-term relationship or if they've never been in one they're never going to be in one it's just it will happen when it does but you shouldn't be scared to put yourself out there i definitely think that fear of vulnerability because it exists i understand why it does because of insecurities anxiety all these preferences i just think that if they stopped advertising themselves as just a hookup app people would look behind just the looks superficial types and things like that people would not go on it with the intention that this is what they're looking for you don't have to be married by 25. You don't have to have a long-term relationship by the time you're 24 or in your 20s. Like, it's okay to explore dating in your 20s, but it's also should be normal to do it with honesty, openness, just eliminating these sort of taboos and traditions that have been existing from before on these apps. Yeah. And honestly, the, the, the connotation of, you know, only hookups or the connotation of very specific people are allowed on specific apps actually gives birth to like, you know, this crazy app that I sent you guys. I mean, it's a website, but I sent it to you guys a few days ago, the IIT, I am shocked. Yeah, I saw that. I was extremely I was shocked. I was like, know, does it really specify the kind of degree someone has to have in order to date? Yeah, it's crazy. And. I so I was really no, because that's about, old like, news. Was, this is like been there since forever. Really? Yeah. I just oh my god! Seriously? How? How? I mean, there are dowry calculators also. You can like write oh my god. Oh, my god. Speech, educational qualifications. Dowry calculator. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens when you're not like brought up in India and like. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm shocked by that. Archit mentioned this website to me because of some story he heard about some college friend um, that is about to get married through this particular website and I was like what and I registered it on on it yesterday just because I wanted to see what it's all about and I'm not kidding it literally asked me for my degree what college I'm from and then you have to like wait a day till they verify your degree um oh, and wow. your bio data and everything you have to and then upload your diploma you have to upload your diploma <laughs> that's, that's oh my god that's so insane wild that's yeah. just oh my god all these things that's what i mean like why all of this exists it's just beyond me what goes on to someone to think that this is how you find someone i think the concept of marriage in india is really different <laughs> You should watch uh, in Indian general, matchmaking. I have seen that. I think I was just going to reference that. The fact that shows like this are still being put out. I don't know if... I understand the reason why it was made. Like, it was a complete joke and there were memes. And it was just... It's made of a complete mockery. But you but, know, it's such a reflection of reality. Yeah, like, it is. I'm it is glad it's out there reality. because it makes people Definitely should. I, and that's why when I first watched the show, I thought that, why would somebody make a show like this? But now thinking back on it, I'm just like, I'm glad someone's put it out there to actually see from a like a third person perspective how ridiculous these notions sound to sit there and just list these expectations yeah and honestly it educates a lot of people that have no idea about it at all and it just kind of brings light to some of those factors um that a lot of people just have no idea about and 
yeah, it seems really different to some people, but for others, it's just a way of life. Um, it's how things have always been. I'm still reeling over the fact that he said diary calculator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I had, I'm just... So no, honestly, sure. I think that many times straight marriage is tougher than queer dating. <laughs> yeah, I definitely oh think yeah, getting married and being straight is definitely 10 times tougher than it would be to date. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially when people think you have to be done by a certain age. Yeah, and that's just a, it's a whole new conversation when it comes to marriage because the criteria has then changed so much because mm-hmm. the fact that this app exists, it's so, firstly, it's shadi.com at the end, right? So it's specifically for marriage. And then also the fact that there's your education that matters. So it's clearly, it's such a big criteria in this country, you know, the, the your, what your education background is, et cetera. It's, it's almost like marriage is like a transaction, you know? Yeah, it does. Uh, it makes yeah. it sound like that. I mean, not just your education. I think they even ask for your income, your family's income, yeah, how many people live in your house. All this stuff is on shadi.com. I've done like a bit of research into it, like because I know a friend who was signing up on it. So I we sort of just explored around the website and saw all of this. No, but honestly, honestly, you know, Partavi, that marriage actually evolved like that. It was a social contract. It had nothing to do with love. So, I mean, in in the US and the UK, this was exactly how it happened. I mean, every grandparent uh, there as well actually went through this. So there is a big social revolution that we really need. And I think that people who are maybe 25 now uh, and below definitely will change that. So I wouldn't be so, I wouldn't be super pessimistic about it, but I wouldn't be super shocked either. I'm like, I mean, there is a natural phase and we have to go through that cycle. And I, I wouldn't say it's, it's like a super social evil unless there is something like dowry, which is absolutely unacceptable. Um, I think and, there are a lot of things that are completely unacceptable for me because I, I just don't, I mean, it's just not something that someone should go through. It shouldn't be, you don't have to attend yeah. a family function or a gathering up if you're 25 and if you don't bring a fiance or a boyfriend and just sit there and have someone judge you because you're like oh my god your age is passing you're not going to be of a marriageable age anymore or you know it's just all of these things are just they don't matter people should be allowed to choose their life partners it's like once you hit a certain age yeah and also i do think it's a social evil in a way anyway because it just sort of forms a part of your personality, right? And that's just how you start looking at people then. Because if that's what you you think that, you know, their education and things like that are hold a specific value, then it's it's almost like, okay, do you even realize that this person is someone that's going to be your partner for life? And so you need more than their education and what they're making um you know there's a whole life that you guys are going to spend together and you're going to have to live with this person for who they are yeah and it's just crazy to me that factors like those are i don't know i I mean education i understand to an extent but i wouldn't use it to filter somebody out because then obviously when you meet someone you would ask them what they study what they've done so you would want to be with someone that you match their intellect with but on these matrimony websites the reason that it exists is not to know whether you match someone's intellect it's to know whether you will make enough money to support the family and i think they only ask this because even if they put out that oh we want a girl who has 
a master's degree, let's just say, but they don't actually care about her education. They want to know if they have a bachelor's or a master's because if she has a master's, they will automatically assume that, oh my God, she's not going to conform to the traditional ways of our household. She's not going to be a stay-at-home wife. She's not going to be the submissive woman taking care of everything. She, Because she's educated, they will assume she'll be headstrong. I think that's just, I've seen so many posts on like Facebook and Instagram and things like that where there are these memes and I've seen aunties comment on it. I've seen so many people's mothers comment on it saying that what's wrong and saying that yes, more educated girls are headstrong. They fight everything. They they feel like they have to have a say in everything. And they think it's a normal thing to say that. And when they ask for the education details from a guy, it's because they want to know how much he will earn to support the family. The reasons that it exists, it's so different. It's crazy because when when you're young um, and like girls are a lot of the time now in this generation brought up to to be like, hey, equality is a thing. You can you can achieve what you want to achieve. But there's almost like you could do that until you're of marriageable age, in which case then you have to make sure you have the right family values to support the family, be at home, be that housewife and let the man do it all. But up until that point, sure, go, go for it, go for your career, go and do whatever you want to do. But you can only have it up to a certain point. And it's just such a strange transitional phase that it feels like we're in at the moment um, where they're trying to promote equality, but at the same time, to they're an extent. They're kind of holding it back, yeah. All right, so finally, I just want to end with um, what are some of the positives that you guys um, have sort of um, been through or experienced, um, you know, while dating in your 20s today in general it could be through it could be because of apps it could be just you know the the whole um sort of open narrative around um just you know people allowing you to be yourself and you finding like-minded people um it could just be anything but what have you guys felt that uh, what what do you what have you guys felt that has been like a positive from dating for you guys i think um putting yourself out there and whilst it's not always easy and sometimes you don't always get in the best situations um for me personally like um obviously I met Parthavi on there and that was a really positive experience it was kind of unexpected in that way I mean like it's been mentioned I was in Australia for a year and it was unexpected but sometimes unexpected is sort of when you find the best things really um and I think yeah I think dating is hard but at the end of the day it's kind of worth it and it's worth the effort that it takes um yeah I mean just <laughs> don't really give up for it and sometimes yeah I know out. I completely agree I think that finding because was probably one of the most positive things out of being vulnerable and being open and being open to the idea of just being honest with someone having expectations as to what you really want in a partner because then yeah there are times when it's not going to go your way but then there will be a time where you will least expect it and it will completely go your way and it will probably be one of the best things ever. I think that definitely people should just not worry so much about themselves because there are so many little things that you would worry about where I personally thought that things like, oh, if I wear too much makeup or if I'm not wearing a dress or if I show up in sweatpants or jeans on a date or things like this, 
they don't really matter. We put so much time and attention into it, but it's just that some after a while, first impression, once the first impression wears off, you will get to know the person and these little things won't matter. So if you worry about your dressing style or your body weight or your height, I think you should just, if you really know what you want and if you're ready to open yourself up to love, these kind of things should not be something that will, that should hold you back because it will really miss out on the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I mean, the best thing out of uh, out of um, dating apps, I think, to which I already alluded before, is, of course, like I've had really like um, I think two strong and happy relationships, which actually taught me um what I did want and what I didn't want um, and it really opened up my eyes um and and it's it's like unless you've actually gone through it yourself, there's no way in which you could think about it and i think it also taught me to think about others um and 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 you know what uh what what others really feel uh much more uh because you can't be selfish and like too self-centered because that's that's not the formula for anything to really work so you need to i don't know i mean i may be wrong but i guess i'm i'm, I'm slightly more empathetic than before um because i've met a lot of ki- kinds of people and um, had a lot of different experiences with them, which I really cherish. And I don't really like, and, and they're really good friends with me. And like, there's this really nice community uh, that we formed. And I feel that I can understand where they're coming from uh, and, and why they behave in a certain way. Uh, I mean, this is a really funny answer for a dating app, but honestly, I think it's the best like social experiment uh, or a place for you to understand people. Um, and, and how they think somehow that's that's how it's been for me um honestly i think i, I think the way forward for me might be offline <laughs> i don't know or friends of friends because i know a lot of people already now but the dating apps really like get you to meet such a wide spectrum of people that you would never even imagine how certain things happen how certain people think and stuff like that and and they're really unexpected surprises so yeah, I'm just happy for that. Unexpected surprises, both pleasant and life-threatening, but thankfully, I mean, they've all been under control and I'm much, much wiser now. So I think we should do another po- entire podcast on how to be like wiser. Uh, I think I would be an audience to that as well. There's there's much more to learn. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like really interesting experiences. Uh, best, like super interesting experiences. That's so cool, guys. Um, thank you so much for coming on. We're a little over time, but that's okay. Um, but thank you so, so much for doing this. I feel like we've covered so many different things, and I honestly learned so much from this podcast. So um, thank you. Thank Thanks you. Yeah, this was really fun. We learned a lot as well. It was really good to learn different perspectives. Yeah, and it's great that we're not on the same page. I mean, uh, all the time. So we had, like, a lot to... Kind of listen to as well. Thanks, Radhika. Thanks, Parthavi, and thanks, Vikesh. Like, it was really fun, and I hope we stay in touch. Yeah, me too. Thanks a lot, guys. You've reached the end of episode five, Dating in the 20s. Thank you for listening. <laughs>